Welcome to the White Spring Bunker. These halls were built to safeguard some of the most prestigious members of the United States government. Now we are all that remains. Though we are always looking for men and women capable of helping us restore what has been lost. In return, we offer this, our refuge from the world above. Please, take your time and look around. We've made great efforts to restore this place to its former glory. Welcome, member, to our little enclave. Welcome back, members. As always, I am the operative, your designated tour guide and host here at the White Spring. Post-Reclamation Day Appalachia isn't getting any less dangerous, and the new enclave has to evolve and adapt to survive. And there will be growing pains. Operations continue, new recruits are trained, and the new enclave eyes the White Spring Resort as part of their new home. And sometimes, even in the middle of the apocalypse, humor can be found in the most unexpected of places. Congratulations on making it all the way down the winding gateway, a feat powered by the refreshing fuel of Dandy Boy Apples. During this self-guided tour, you'll experience majestic natural formations that evoke an otherworldly sense of awe and reverence. You'll also hear tales of the dark and mysterious Night Kid who leapt from the depths of these caverns into the imaginations of millions worldwide. Head left to continue the tour, and please stay on. Lilith, please stop eating that mire lurk and help me clear out the rest of the cave. Fine. If the Dread Pirate Val needs my help, I shall avail myself. I don't understand why they call them the Uncanny Caverns. I mean, it's just a hole in the ground, with that weird guy, dick tails, uh, snails, whatever, talking about some stupid stuff. My parents said it was quite the tourist attraction before the war. I guess it made sense for people to move down there after the bombs for protection. A lot of good it did them. Ghouls? Ghouls. Oh, and more ghouls. At least those Mirelurks were a change of pace. And tasty, too. I found the tech. Looks like a scavenger picked it up and tried to hide it in that alcove back there. Let's get back to camp. Glad we found this outcrop. I was not looking forward to sleeping in the rain again. Lilith? Where did you go? What? I had to change. 
Oh, my goodness. What is that you're wearing? Is that a nurse's uniform? And a plague doctor mask? You don't like it? Modus said I had to look after the patient. Isn't that what nurses do? You look like the nightmare nurse, Lilith. You'll give someone a heart attack walking around the bunker like that. Why, whatever do you mean? This is my uniform. Seriously, Lil. I told Captain Reynolds that you and I had an understanding. You said that you would behave, and so would he. Are you sticking your tongue out at me, Lilith? I can't see a damn thing under that mask, you know. Um, no, Val? Come on, Lil. Just do this for me, okay? Val, I was just having a little fun is all. Don't be mad. Lil, I'm not mad. This isn't all fun and games out here. Definitely not for me. Aye, aye, ma'am. I was just trying to cheer you up. Damn it, Lilith. I can't have you getting sloppy. It isn't getting less dangerous out here. We've been pretty lucky, but I don't expect that to last. And while I appreciate your sense of humor, and I've even grown accustomed to your oddities, what I need is the warrior. The same one I saw in Grafton. I honestly feel bad for Val. Almost as bad as I felt at the observatory. I didn't realize I grabbed one of my nuclear grenades until it was too late. I thought I'd killed her. I really, really did. And I could have killed Stein when he slapped me. The nerve of that man. But then we found Val. And I saw all the blood. It was so hard not to kill that guy in power armor. Mueller, now that we know his name. Another old fart just like Stein. But I'll admit, he's good. He's really good. And he even let me play with that sledgehammer of his. Said he calls it All Rise or something. I guess dragging his ass all the way back from Atlas was okay. Threw him into the brig and then went up to see Val. That nasty Dr. Harefield tries to kick me out, even called in the Assaultrons. Didn't care that I put two of them in the repair shop. I wanted to make sure Val was okay. Stein finally got me to leave, though I didn't make it easy on him. I went back to Val's room. Cracking the security on all the doors in the bunker had been priority one for me. Love to snoop. Besides, it scares people too. Found Val's teddy bears. I didn't know she collected them. They were cute. In a way, not really my style. But I swear, some of them looked, well, they looked like us. She even had one all funky-like with face paint, kind of like me. I took one and went back to Val's hospital room. She still looked bad. Stein grabbed me before I went in and said that she'd lost an eye. I never meant for her to get hurt. 
So I went in, tucked the bear under her arm, and sat in the corner. I wanted to be there when she woke up. Been trying to cheer her up ever since. Maybe all the pirate jokes were a bit much. Though with that patch and sourpuss face, she looks like a pirate. I swear. But I think it just makes her mad. And the mask and the outfit, I think they're hilarious. But I guess Val doesn't. Hey, Val. I'm sorry. Damn it. I wasn't trying to make you angry. I'll take it off, okay? I'm not mad. But we're playing by an entirely new set of rules out here. And you're exactly who we need. I need your attention and focus. Remember, we are fighting for a set of ideals, not for personal pleasure. But that doesn't mean I can't take pleasure from my work, right? <laughs> You're incorrigible, Lilith. I just need you to behave, especially around others, and stay on your game out here. And what you do when you're not on assignment is still your business and not mine. As long as it stays your business. Oh, I can do that. I promise. But can I at least keep the mask? <sighs> okay. Just please don't ever wear it to the bunker. And one last thing. Could you please tone down the pirate jokes too? As the fire slowly burned and the rain continued to come down around them, the two friends moved on to more mundane topics, then took their turn sleeping and keeping watch through the night. Just another evening in post-war Appalachia. I'm Fire Rider, and I'm the host of The Pixel People, a podcast dedicated to taking a close look at our favorite characters from our favorite video games. From major characters who define the course of a game's storyline, to smaller characters who you might have never noticed. Every week, we go beyond the quest line to examine a particular character's story arc and choices, and discover the real-world parallels and life lessons hidden just below the surface. I hope you'll join us. You can find the Pixel People on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Private Thomas, this is Command. Over. Go ahead, Command. Modus has detected something moving towards the West Gate. Resort security seems to be ignoring it, but we need you to go check it out. Mm. Please don't let it be more ghouls. What was that, Thomas? Um, nothing, Command. I'll go see what it is and report back. Over and out. Great. Just great. you think helping to save the Colonel would have gotten me some plum assignment, and they put me on resort duty. I mean... It's okay and all, besides the ghouls and the security bots that should have you looked from a cross-eyed. Protect and serve 
Protect and serve. Damn bots. At least to keep the place clean. Though if I have to hear another complaint from those gardeners about stepping on the plants. Ugh. No. Oh, speak of the devil. Oh, it's quite taxing to maintain the golf course. What with all these vagrants about. Sorry. I'll be more careful next time. The formal gardens have always been the pride of the White Spring. Jeez, this place is huge. No wonder the Colonel has us mostly confined to the bunker. Though it would be nice if we could start using the hotel again. Still, the stragglers, though. Colonel was clear. Those are his off limits to everyone who isn't us. Hard, though, because they're all 76ers, too. At least she lets us hand out some rations. And some of the folks get an invite downstairs, too. If Moda says they check out. Still, after seeing what's out there, I'd rather be in here. Oh, there's the gate. Damn, that sentry bot is big. Thing is on our side. So far. Threat analysis. Green. Perimeter secure. Resuming standard operations. Well, it isn't shooting anything. I guess it's a good sign. Let's look around and see what's going on. If anything. I don't see... Oh, wait. Here's something. Is that a Protectron? It's just walking. Doesn't look hostile. Target acquired. You there. Huh? One of us is slow, friendless, and completely devoid of personality. The other is a protectron. Uh, uh, uh. What did you just say? Knock, knock. Who's there? An organic being with a finite lifespan. Is this a joke? I considered attacking you on sight, but I don't think I could hurt you more than life already has. Private Thomas, this is Operations. Report. Boom. Roasted. Ah, ah, ah. Private Thomas, come in. We show the bogey leaving the vicinity. Report. Um, Command? You aren't going to believe this, but I think we were just attacked by an insult bot. Could you repeat that last transmission, Private? A what? An insult bot, I think. Uh, I'm gonna head back. I think I need to lie down. The Enclave Gymnasium reverberated with the sounds of hand-to-hand -hand combat training. The thud of bodies hitting the padded floor, the heavy breathing and grunts of exertion, and of course, Captain Stein yelling at the top of his lungs. God damn it, you ladies! I swear, you keep hitting like girls, I'm gonna start treating you like girls! Since Team Alpha had returned from Atlas, and Stein being promoted to captain, he'd thrown himself back into training the recruits. It gnawed at him how close they'd come to losing the colonel. Or even worse, getting themselves all killed. We all got cocky. And we got bit. I won't let that happen again. Not on my watch. 
he'd been putting the recruits through an even more rigorous regiment of combat training, getting them out of their bunks at 0500 every morning and spending at least four hours a day in the gym before rotating out to the gutsies for target practice and weapons maintenance. The class was still small. They only had 20 recruits to start, and he'd been forced to wash out four of them due to injury or over a lack of fitness. He wasn't about to send anyone out into the field unless they were capable. Of course, they'd just be reassigned to bunker staff duty, which wasn't a bad gig, but they desperately needed more trained operatives for field assignments. Leroy! You call that a takedown? My grandmother could have done it better. And Jennifer, don't let him sweep your leg. Kick him in the balls if you have to. Private Leroy, one of their more recent recruits and built like a fullback, looked embarrassed. He wiped his brow and then reached down to help Private Jennifer up from the mat. It was a serious mistake. Jennifer took his hand and on the way up, kicked Leroy full in the crotch. The big man let out a grunt before falling over on the floor, grabbing his now aching testicles. Oh, God. Jennifer, I didn't mean to do it right then. That was a great kick, though. Medic! Stein laughed a bit on the inside, watching one of Harefield's nurses rush over and help Leroy to his feet. He could already tell the private wasn't going to be able to finish training today. Hell, he probably wasn't going to be doing much of anything until the throbbing between his legs eased up. The rest of the recruits had stopped what they were doing and were just watching. And that pissed off the captain. Alright people, show's over. Get back to it. We have two more hours of this and we're going to make the most of it. The pairs of operatives beat a quick retreat back to their fighting circles and went back to their practice. And once again, the sounds of combat echoed through the hall. Stein's ears perked up when he heard the door behind him slide open. He hadn't been expecting visitors. He'd been clear that the gym would be off-limits during training. He didn't need a bunch of spectators. When he turned around, he was surprised to see the colonel walk in, her hands clasped behind her back. She looked over the recruits before turning to the captain. Stein had been surprised how quickly she'd gotten up and about, even going on a mission just a few weeks after the return from Atlas. And if anything, she now struck an even more imposing figure. Her wounds had healed, but the scars on her face were a permanent reminder of what happened at the observatory. The colonel had also taken to wearing a black eye patch, and Stein knew it bothered her, mostly because Lilith wouldn't stop making pirate jokes. Stein snapped to attention and gave a parade-worthy salute. Colonel, good morning. I didn't expect to see you down here. Valeria returned the salute and looked back at the recruits, who, as soon as they realized the colonel was there, stopped and gave salutes of their own. Captain, I wanted to see how the recruits are shaping up. We have multiple missions on the board and few assets to tackle them at the moment. Appalachia isn't going to tame itself. <sighs> Colonel, while I understand the requirements, there's no point in sending our people out before they're ready. We learned that lesson the hard way, didn't we? If Valeria took offense at that last comment, she didn't show it. In fact, most of the Enclave members in the bunker would say that the colonel had nearly a perfect poker face. Yes, Captain. We did. However, we also can't hide in this bunker forever. We need to secure the White Spring and start looking to the future. And your recruits are a vital part of that plan. They are getting better, Colonel. But, to my eyes, they're not quite there yet. Hmm... Perhaps I should see for myself. If you'd like to observe the training, then that's all well and good, Colonel. No, Captain. You misunderstand. Who's your best recruit? I'd like to test their mettle. 
I beg your pardon? Could you repeat that again, Colonel? You heard me, Captain. The Colonel took off her beret and started unbuttoning her tunic, before draping both over a nearby folding chair. I really don't think that's a good idea. You're still recovering, and... It wasn't a request, Captain. Ah, oh, shit. I know that look. Same one that Molly used to give me when she'd made up her mind about something. Every once in a great while, I could talk her out of whatever crazy thing she decided to do. With the Colonel, my odds were even worse. Ah, uh, well, guess I better get to it. Okay. As long as you're sure. Corporal Jones! Front and center! From the back of the room, a recruit jogged over to where the captain was standing. He was young, maybe 18 or so, lean but well-muscled. He'd actually arrived at the bunker soon after the colonel, and had acquitted himself well helping clear some of the areas of the White Spring before the captain took over training. He was also the best hand-to-hand -hand fighter Stein currently had. He was a quick study, fast on his feet, and didn't pull his punches. Ever. Stein had sparred with him on occasion, and while he had never won any of their fights, he came close a few times. Jones stood at attention and gave the colonel a quick glance before setting his eyes forward again. Jones, you've got a new sparring partner today. The colonel has asked to go a couple rounds with you. Jones glanced back at the colonel again. He was surprised, for a number of reasons. Everyone in the bunker knew she'd been badly hurt, plus she lost an eye. The last thing he expected was to see her want to fight anyone, given the disadvantages she had. Sir, yes, sir. The colonel coolly sized up the corporal. She knew him vaguely from the vault. He'd been one of the better athletes, present company excluded, of course. She felt a bit rusty, so a good match was what she needed. Plus, she wanted these recruits to understand exactly why she was in charge. The other recruits quickly figured out what was going on and grouped around the center fighting circle. Jones moved to the other side and cracked his neck, also sizing up the colonel as she slipped off her boots and padded barefoot to her side. Despite her injuries, she had nearly kept up her gym routine, and in the white undershirt, everyone could see her muscled frame. Stein walked into the middle of the circle. Okay, you two. Standard rules apply. Match goes until one of you taps out or is rendered unconscious. No biting or gouging. Other than that, everything is fair game. Jones nodded, already working out the best way to take down the colonel and make a name for himself. Stein looked at both of them and shook his head. This had the makings of something very bad, especially if Jones handed the colonel her ass. He walked back next to the colonel. Are you sure about this, colonel? You can tap out of this. Valeria didn't answer. She just glared at Stein and then back to her opponent. <sighs> All right. You may begin. Jones raised his hands in the classic boxing pose and moved across the circle quickly, hoping to surprise the colonel. It was exactly as she expected, and she easily dodged under his first two punches and slithered out of the way. The corporal continued to press, moving after the colonel and throwing punches as he got within range of her. Damn, she's fast. He tried to move to her right side, figuring that she'd be unable to see him clearly, but she made sure that he never got a chance to get close. And then she changed tactics. Suddenly, she shifted on her back foot and sprang at Jones, catching him with a quick blow to the side, followed by a punch to the face. Jones leaned in, throwing a series of punches of his own, of which the colonel blocked most of them, but he did catch her across the face, bloodying her lip and knocking her back a half-step. Jones was surprised that the colonel just looked at him and smiled. He backed up a couple of steps, and the two fighters slowly circled each other. She's trying to tire me out. I'm not going to give her the chance. 
Just gotta get close enough that I can really deck her one. Shouldn't take more than a few solid hits to send her back to the showers. The colonel was watching him closely, figuring out what Jones was going to do next, and was prepared when his arms came back up and he lunged forward swinging. Her mother had taught her everything she knew about hand-to-hand combat, and during their early fights, Valeri had tried to do the exact same thing that Jones was doing now, and she knew exactly what her mother would do in return. Stein saw what was about to happen, and he winced. At the last second, the colonel ducked the haymaker thrown by Jones and pistoned her own fist directly into his lower ribcage, and the cracking of bones could be heard by all. Before Jones could even react, she kicked the side of his knee with just enough force to bruise it heavily, without breaking it, but it was enough to take the corporal off his feet. Before Jones could even think about getting off his knees, Valeria put all her weight behind a right cross that nearly broke the corporal's jaw and knocked him unconscious on the mat. The entire fight had lasted just over a minute. Valeria stood over her opponent covered in a thin sheen of sweat. The rest of the recruits were dead silent, trying to comprehend what they'd just seen. Most of them had been in this very position Jones was in now, except that it had been Jones who put them there. Thank you, Stein. I needed that. Get the medic for Jones. He should be fine, eventually. Compliments on your training. He's good. But I'm still better. Damn, Colonel. Um, very impressive. But it looks like you're going to need a ice pack for that busted lip. Sure enough, a bruise was beginning to form on the side of Valeria's face, down to the bloody lip. She merely smirked and dabbed the blood away with the towel. As she gathered up her tunic and beret, she left the gymnasium without saying another word. But the fight would be the talk of the bunker for the whole next week. Someone get the medic in here. Okay, girls. Show's really over. Time to get back to work. gone are the days where people sing about West Virginia as almost heaven. After nuclear war and disease, it's far from heaven now. Far from Heaven, a Fallout 76 story podcast, is a tale of survival, conflict and hope set in the Fallout 76 game world. Join our survivors on their journey to reach that almost heaven once more. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon and many other great podcasts and apps. Far from Heaven, Fallout 76 story, available now. Modus Archive File, X-37, CT-9. Subject, First Contact, Morgantown. Field Command Office. Recording begins. Colonel. We hope we aren't interrupting. Not at all, Modus. I was just reviewing the duty rosters for the week. We have some new promising recruits. I'm looking forward to putting them through their paces. Very good. We monitored your last interaction with the recruits. Your skills are formidable. It is satisfactory to be working with members again. What can I do for you, Modus? 
We have analyzed recent data received from the Kovac Muldoon satellite. As you know, we are limited by its geosynchronous orbit above Appalachia, but within the region, we are able to monitor any significant activity which requires our attention. As such, we have now identified several settlements founded by former Vault 76 residents which have reached sufficient size for us to deal with. Deal with? Do you mean eliminate? Nothing so drastic, Colonel. In fact, this is a prime opportunity to advance our rebuilding efforts by contacting these settlements to gauge their loyalty. One of our primary directives is supporting the continuation of the United States government. We cannot do so without a population loyal to that government. That would certainly be a change, and an improvement over dealing with the rogue dwellers we've encountered over the past couple of months. Where should we start? We have identified a prospective settlement at the Morgantown Airport. It was previously the site of the responders, and is currently in the hands of a growing group of settlers from Vault 76. We have also identified several former Vault 76 security personnel who appear to be in positions of leadership. We calculate a high likelihood of their being receptive to our contact. Their expertise and access to raw materials will enhance our capabilities and should prove useful in the expansion of Enclave influence in the region. Well, this will certainly be different. Diplomacy hasn't exactly been my forte up to this point. Colonel, we understand. But you have exhibited higher-than-expected success rates in your actions. You have also shown an aptitude for command, which we calculate will translate well into discussions with these residents. What should I say? And what can I promise? We leave the dialogue options to you, Colonel. As to what can be promised, we are prepared to offer material assistance in the form of weapons and ammunition from our production facility here, along with the assignment of two platoons of our combat robots to protect the settlement. In return, we would ask for a donation of foodstuff and access to materials from the airport and surrounding area as required. Beyond our direct needs, the settlement will also provide additional recruits for our little enclave. That sounds very reasonable. Since we come in peace, I'm not going to bring Major Lilith along. She wouldn't create the correct first impression, and her history with Morgantown is complicated. We agree with your assessment regarding the Major. However, we have an alternative assignment for her, which you can pass along. What exactly did you have in mind, Modus? We are sending her home, Colonel. Protect and serve. Protect and serve. And you've never been up to this part of the resort before, Colonel? I told you already, Captain. I've been busy. <laughs> right. You mean other than putting my recruits in the infirmary. But seriously, you've all been missing out. I mean, sure, some of the bots can be wonky, 
And by wonky, I mean might just try and kill you if you look at them funny. But most of the amenities here work just fine. Understood. However, after the golfing incident, make that incidence, we need to be extremely careful. The last thing we need is the entire White Spring security force going wild. Colonel, it's really not all that bad. Bad, Captain? It took three Enclave Assaultrons to rescue Team Iota from the restrooms on the 13th hole. It was a miracle none of them were killed. All over an errant slice. Well, if you put it that way, but you know as well as I do that we need this resort. We're getting families to come here, Colonel. Kids. There isn't enough room in the bunker for all of them. And most of them may, may as well be vaulters like yourself. I doubt they want to spend the rest of their life in a concrete coffin. Ma'am? I don't disagree, Captain. But until we can get these bots under our control, I'm leery about turning the hotel... Well, back into a hotel. Wait. You spoke to Modus? Of course. Which is why you and I are up here. He believes he can access the resort mainframe and reprogram the staff. However, it requires a hardwire connection. And he specifically wanted you to make that connection. Protect and serve. Protect and serve. What? He did? I mean, I guess know more about his systems than anyone else, al alive that is. But what exactly does he want me to do? I'm not exactly a techie. Well, Lotus said that the mainframe for the resort is back behind the management office. I want you to take a look and report back. Since you also know more about this place than the rest of us, I also want you to take a tour and make some general recommendations of how best we can use the facility. Understood? Ma'am? Yes, Colonel. Yes, I get it. I suppose I'll see you later. Just report when you're done. I need to get back. Lilith was hanging around some of the new recruits, and now I have Dr. Harefield screaming bloody murder about something. I can only imagine. Um, maybe I just don't want to. Colonel, with all due respect, I don't need both eyes to know that that girl needs to blow off steam. I know, Captain. In fact, I have a little assignment for her that I believe she'll enjoy. A bit of a homecoming, if you could call it that. But let me worry about that. You deal with the resort. Aye aye, ma'am. <laughs> Not you too. Protect and serve. Protect and serve. This is Charlie Transmutation coming to you with another PSA announcement. No, Charlie. This is a commercial. What? Crap. Nobody told me that. Well, what are you supposed to do in this thing anyway? Well, Charlie, I'm glad you asked. This is the part where we introduce our new homebrew 5e D&D podcast, The Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit, where we explore the homebrew world of Alteris using homebrew rules and homebrew material from the Dungeon Master's Guild. Eh, sounds boring. I'm out of here. See you later, Charlie. We hope to have you guys come check us out soon. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Thank you again, members, for joining us here on The Modus Files. If you've enjoyed this content, please subscribe. And better yet, please leave a review to help others find our little enclave. You can follow us on Twitter, at Modus Files, for more information about our podcast, Fallout 76 content, and random musings on the enclave. I'd also like to thank our cast, Mandy Marie B. as Lieutenant Colonel Valeria, Lucy Middleton as Major Lilith, XO1 King as Captain Stein, Aaron Foster as Private Thomas, Austin Rogers as Corporal Jones, and Brad Williams as the voice of Modus. We'd also like to thank the Mr. Jones Show for providing our podcast cover art. You can find them on Twitter, at Media, And a shout-out to the Apocalyptic Aristocracy Discord, home to a great group of fellow creators, the Robots Radio Podcast Community and the rest of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, and Jeremiah Johnson, our favorite character artist, who provided the wonderful character artwork you can find on our website. Lastly, thank you to all of our subscribers and supporters. God bless the Enclave, and God bless America. Members, we look forward to your next visit to our little enclave. <laughs>